Welcome back to another impactful night of the Impact Investigation Leadership Podcast. This is episode 181. I'm your host, ID34. As us on Thursday night's panelists are John Marion and Randy Boo Boo Blake. John Marion, please say hello to the people. Hey, it's great to be here tonight with you wonderful people. And I'm looking forward to this, this conversation. And it's just always exciting to be on your show. Woo, it's going to be hot tonight. And Randy Boom Boom Blake, please say hello again to the people. Hello, everyone. Uh, it's good to be back. I'm excited. Uh, looking forward to a great conversation. Yeah, glad to be a part. Absolutely. 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 Well, tonight's topic is you were created with a purpose. Let me say that again. You were created with a purpose. Listen, I want to go around the panel right now because we got world champions on this panel discussion tonight. And I just want to see, I want to hear, I want the audience to listen and hear. What was your thoughts when you got this topic for tonight that you were created with a purpose? Who wants to go first? I'll go first. Yeah, my my thoughts on it was I, I think that this is something that's not talked about, especially from you know a man's perspective. Um, I can speak on that as well. I've been in martial arts for thirty years, and you know I've done the whole fighting scene, and even before all that, I never knew I had a purpose. You know, just a lost puppy, just walking around trying to find a you know a bone to chew on. You know, maybe at 36, going on 37 years old now, I I know my purpose. I know my call. I know what I'm supposed to be doing. So, you know, I look forward to talking about this and discussing because hopefully we can reach some other potential uh, lost puppies who didn't quite know where they were going. And hopefully we can get those people to know their purpose and get back on track. So I'm looking forward to it. Powerful, powerful. And John Marion, what was your thoughts when you first got the topic for the night? Come on, talk about it. You know, when I hear the word purpose, I think of divine purpose. Right? So I really believe that we're all born with a divine purpose, right? So it's kind of like um, divine is that God within us, right? So when people think of God or divine, they're thinking of something external, but you know, depending on your belief system, I believe that the divine is in us, it's around us, everything. But right inside of us is a guiding force in everything that we're doing. And the minute we connect to that divine and we listen to it and allow it to guide us to what our life purpose is, it's highly transformative. Well, it's going to be so, so rich tonight. When I work with young people, especially those young people that have been considered in, in at-risk environments, the first thing I tell them is, hold, hold your head up. Hold your head up. And I find myself giving them words of affirmation because they, they, they don't hear it. They don't hear it enough. I tell them stuff like, you know, I give myself permission to be myself. I tell them things like, I have the power to change my situation. I, I tell them, I tell them this, watch this, I love myself. And not only do I love myself, but I love myself fully. 
I tell them stuff like I, I'm worthy for someone to love me. It's these words of affirmation that like Randy Boone Blake said, our young people are not hearing enough of. Let me open up the panel. I'm, I'm so excited we got these world champions. I'm so excited. How important, this is my question for the panel. How important are words of affirmation to you and to your children, to your family members, to your loved ones? What does it mean to you? Well, I could start it off. I would say that the words are your power. <clears throat> you know, words are a creative force that define who we are. What I say to myself all day long about me, in my mind, in my words, in my voice, that impacts everything. It's I believe in manifestation so that everything that we're creating is by what we're saying. So it's kind of like... Um, when people want to accomplish something, it starts with, you have to see it, you have to visualize. Then you say it. You say it. Say it with your words, say it in your mind. You see it, say it. You do it. Take action. But when you do it, you have to know it. You have to know what is possible. But the words are everything. So loving words about yourself, loving words about other people, be careful the things that you say because what you say you're projecting and what you say will come back to you so to put any kind of negativity out there will not serve you ultimately but what will define all your experiences are the things that you say and then taking what you say and bringing it to action by doing it Oh, I'm full already. I'm full already. Randy Boom Boom Blake, what's your thoughts? Man, that was that was powerful what John said. Yeah, words of affirmation are so important. Um, you know, I, I think that that's like I said in my introduction was a lot of the times I was just kind of going off doing my own thing. You know, once I got into martial arts is when I really started gaining that confidence from you know different instructors. You know, so words of affirmation, what I've learned is that's, that's what helps you uh, accomplish your goals. You know, all these, all these things that I've learned, I make sure and give that back to, you know, my, my family. Um, and then you asked earlier, you know, how, how important is that to your family? It's very important because their confidence is based off what I give them. You know, if I tell them, you know, you're nothing, they're going to believe it. You know, if I tell them you're beautiful, you're strong, you're a champion, they believe that. And that's when they actually get out and they go become something in this world. Um, so words of affirmation, that's that's huge. That's something I live by for the rest of my life. That's something I'll always instill in my kids, future kids. And, and yeah, well, words of affirmation is so important. Every morning when I work with... Well said, man. Oh, well, Very well said. I love that. Yes. Come on, John. What you got? What's what you got? What you got? Oh, that was. Oh. No, I was. I was. Just, I just. I was just enjoying hearing his insight. Right. Every time you hear someone's insight, you get a different feel, different vibe on on that same thing. That I, you know, these ideas are infinitely expansive. But anyone who thinks that they know or understand a philosophy is they don't. You don't. We don't know anything. We know so little bit about what we think we know the most. 
So it's why it's important to hear different people's insights. That's what I was thinking about when he spoke. So what, for you, what's the next question? Because I just love, you know, sharing my thoughts. No, we flowing. No, we flowing. We flowing. When you, when, when, when you talk, you took me uh, to, to, to valleys to valleys and and when Randy talked he, he took me absolutely absolutely he took me to mountains and and what I noticed was each each point each site that I was taken to as I listened gave me a different viewpoint some 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 viewpoints are, are deep in the trenches where you're where you're hands on you're working with the people you know, you work about a sweat of your brow, and then and then some uh, viewpoints are, are even as high as altitudes of, of, of a plane or a helicopter, and you're and and you're looking down situations, you know, like a bird flying in the air. But but the the most important thing is, just because you're down doesn't mean you have to stay there. You can always go up, and, and every morning, that's right. I, I try to give my students those words of affirmation that that I heard both of you speak about, so that they can refocus and they can realign their individual mission statements. Every person should have a, a personal mission statement, I believe. And so, for, for my kids, the ones that I mentor, I, I tell them this: repeat after me. Every morning, I say, repeat after me. I was created with a purpose. I am strong. I'm resilient. I'm courageous. Every fiber in my bones, every fiber in my bones, will be and shall be successful. And I and I make them keep repeating that, and until that spirit becomes a, a living, breathing. Organism, because I you know what's nice, what, what's amazing about you, Isaiah. I wanted to say is that your your voice—it's not just the words, but your voice, your energy, your excitement—with those words add depth to the words. Like when you you as a host, your excitement for us to be on your show. Your if that's what people understand, you have to be in the feeling of words, not just I'm powerful. No, I'm powerful. It's how and what you, it's, it's the how that defines even more the meaning of the word. Do you understand what I'm saying? You know, John, you always go deep, man. You, I, I can never get a surface level <laughs> uh, uh, answer back from you. Let me ask you something. I, I get what you're saying. Let me ask you a deep question. Why is, yeah. why is your mission, why is your assignment, why is this? Why is it different than others? What's what's special Omnipo- about yours? Omnipo- Talk about it. Come on. Omnipower is a movement that will be a worldwide movement. It's already. Um, I mean, just to the people listening in, those who don't know, I was blessed to have established the first mandated anti-bullying program in a major city worldwide. And it started out in Elizabeth, New Jersey, 28,000 children in that city. I just sealed up Bayonne, New Jersey, another major city. And in July, we're talking about a rollout in New York City, the biggest city in the country. So, and that, that 
roll out in your city. We've been filming that for six years, but they're ready. They're like text. I mean, I've got a cell number and a, and a top player who's ready to go. And we already have a, a whole, like, we have thousands of kids already uh, confirmed in New York City. Like, they, they're talking about five boroughs. So it's it's very, very exciting. But what it is, so because I'm, I have to remember these people are listening in. I traveled around the country to see what was going on with these children with bullying, and now it's mass shootings, right? But if you look into the eyes of a person who bullies or a person who wants to create so much harm that they're willing to take their own life and others with them because they're so angry to the point where there's no feeling because they're that person no one paid attention to. They're that person that was brutalized verbally, brutalized physically to that level. And what I realized is that in the schools, the systems they have in place is every time a child does something wrong, they get suspended, expelled, and later on they go to jail. It's been a system like that since the Industrial Revolution when they formed this education system. And this education system in schools is designed for people to be workers. They don't, de they, they don't develop leaders, they develop workers, laborers. That's how it was designed. So these kids are not going to be, they're not learning a system that really teaches them powerful self-belief not designed that way they don't teach them how to learn things that they can apply it to the real world situations so what harmony power is is like i'm like you know what i said children have 33 days to change the world so in 33 days what are they going to do as it pertains to the message in your show today they're going to use their purpose with passion. Maybe they like to draw, they do artwork, they like to play instrument, music, dancing, singing, whatever it is that makes them feel good, they express it to their community. Or they do some other form of community service and in 33 days of that happening, of them creating whatever it is they want to create to showcase on the 33rd day, they get the Harmony Power Award on the 33rd day, and it goes in the report card along with the teachers. Um, it goes in their evaluation. So it's a win-win strategy. Now, here's the other thing. It's 33% of the population, so it's one out of three children. You're talking thousands in each city, thousands of children at one time working together and it's all these things you can do at the same time that's the amazing thing about it so it's really a mind-blowing it has never happened in history anywhere in the world where cities have aligned for to change the world and using children to do it and i'll tell you how exciting it is i was in a high school two weeks ago i go into this high school and they wanted me to meet the these children that are student leaders and they're we're in the lunchroom and the superintendents there and the assistant superintendents. I always meeting all these high level people that are trying to figure it out. Like they're just people trying to figure out how to get these kids to listen, how to get these kids to behave better. Well, they were on their phones and they're looking at the table and then looking up barely. So they said, can you do a speech? And I started to do my talk and they're still looking down. 
as soon as I told him a story about a boy who burst into tears because he got the, the Harmony Power Award because his behavior got better and had a whole room were in tears. And then I was in tears as in telling the story. The kids looked up. These high schoolers looked up at me, looked away from the phone, and they're staring at me. And I'm in tears. And then they hear my story that I was homeless as a child for a few years with my mother. I dealt with Medicaid, welfare, the whole drug thing, the whole, like that whole crisis. Is, age three to six was my most formidable years. And it taught me the empathy and the, the understanding of the pain that people go through when, when, with the crisis. But I also said to them that that's been my power. That trauma has been my power in my life. My only ability to understand and connect to people who suffer is that. So that just, by the time I was done talking to these kids, it was like 10 minutes, they were on their feet screaming harmony power. Literally on their feet yelling out those words. Kids that had looked lifeless became came alive. And they were excited because this is something they're going to own, that they can do. And they do what they want to do, their way. And they learn to not only achieve, but by achieving, they learn to love themselves. When you love yourself, you're a whole lot less likely to want to hurt anyone. That's why when people talk about racism, I'm like, why are people racist? Do they really just don't like a certain culture? I can't understand. I don't understand that, not just from a perspective of not having experiences with different cultures, but like, if you love you, you really don't care about what's different. It's when there's the lack of self-love that there's a lot of finger pointing and looking at all the things that are different from you, you want to attack because you don't want to deal with you. That's why with your show, the purpose, the learning purpose is what we're born to do. Anyway, I can keep going with this as you know I love doing, but I want to that yeah. was that was not only super special what you said, but it was it was totally exceptional. It was, Thank you it so was much. Outstanding, my brother. It was remarkable. It was it was. I'm splendid. deeply honored. Oh, it was. Oh, listen. Thank you. You are a creation of something unique, and now I'm talking to Thank the listening you. audience. Listen, audience, you are you are a creation of something unique something special you were tailor made in other words your assignments fits your life <laughs> that means everything you went through was not a mistake and nothing absolutely nothing that you have gone through will be wasted it's going to be used for you to fulfill your mission. That means you are strong enough to fulfill it. You're smart enough to fulfill it. You're mentally in shape, emotionally, spiritually in shape. You have everything you need to fulfill it. And after my brothers and sisters, after my young brothers, after you've been Tried and rejected on every side, then, then, okay, you can begin to rise. Randy Blake, I'm coming to you. 
You have been tried. <laughs> you've been tried on every side and you've been rejected on every side. How did you begin to rise to be a five-time world champion? Talk about it. Wow. Yeah, so... <clears throat> yeah, I've, I've been rejected my whole life, right? It just, you know, and uh, when I talk about this, just know that I'm, I'm on the opposite end now. So going back through the rejection process, nobody likes to be told no. Nobody likes to be rejected. You know, we we do live in this kind of, you know, let's make everybody happy world. Or at least I did. You know, it's nice when people clap for you. It's nice when you get a pat on the back. It's nice when, you know, you get a reward, you get a dollar, whatever it is, doing something good. But for all you listeners that are listening, you all know when you get told no, when you get told all that wasn't good enough, um, you know, better look next time. You know, those feelings make you feel a certain way, right? You you get hurt, you, you build anxiety, you um, Jealousy, because maybe now somebody else that maybe didn't do as good as that you did, but they got the reward and reaped the benefits for for less lesser value of work. Um, a lot of these things I've learned when I got a coach, a real coach, somebody who was invested in my life, and he told me, you know, Randy, you need to stop trying to please people you need to focus on you and you also need to build your own team because i was always trying to fit in i was always trying to you know if somebody wore a blue shirt i guess i would try to wear a blue shirt just so i could be just a part of the crowd right but uh, i always caught myself as an outcast i can never fit in i was always the guy that was either picked last on the basketball team i was always the guy that was made fun of i was a guy that when he decided to start fighting, nobody thought that I would be where I am today. Um, a lot of that stemmed from having a foundation of coaches and building my own pool rather than jumping into somebody else's pool. So if that was a quote that you guys are listening, you know, I'll write that down. You know, build your own pool. Don't go jumping into somebody else's pool. That pool is already full. You it, 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 for you build your own pool. Other people will come in there, and that's how I started to rise above. Um, yeah, where where I am today, you know, that's 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 how I got there. It's from building my own pool. Um, but yeah, re rejection was not fun. But, you know, those are all learning tools, right? Um, another another thing that I want to kind of segue off of, too, is with what uh, John was talking about, the whole mental part of it. You know, a, a lot of us are, we have negative thoughts, right? I was reading an article probably two, three weeks ago, and they were saying the average human has about 50,000 thoughts a day, between 50 and 60,000 thoughts a day. And 80% of those thoughts are negative. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. So, 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 so think about when you do get rejected, thinking, you know, I'm never good enough. You know, 
I'm sad, I'm lonely, yada, yada, yada. So um, one of the biggest things I learned from the word no, I learned to take that and turn that into a positive of next opportunity. So it wasn't that when I heard no, that it had to be the end of the world. It's just, well, hey, this just isn't for me right now, right? It's the next opportunity. And so that's ultimately how I learned how to rise above, which, you know, if you follow me on Facebook, Instagram, I use that terminology a lot, rising above or rise, rise above, but that actually has a little bit more of a deeper meaning. So it's not just a, a name, you know, the R is resilient, I is integrity, S is self-discipline, E is in power, A is attitude, B is belief, like believe in yourself, O is overcome because you're gonna have to overcome a lot of crap in this world, B, uh, value, and my most favorite one is extraordinary because we all are extraordinary. And if you can apply those to your life, you can reject rejection and you can rise above. Now that's another quote. You can reject rejection. You about to hurry up and publish that boom boom before I, you see me with a t-shirt. <laughs> I'm out of that t-shirt with that. It's, it's going to be ripped up. It's going to be ripped up. Listen, let me let me say this. Both of you are so humble. Both of you are so humble. How have you used, and the panel was open again, how have you used your humility to help you fulfill your mission in life? Because you've both been on world stages, you know, and being rejected, you know, the first thought, you know, if you really want to talk about it, <laughs> their, their, mo their, their microaggression said, oh, you rejected me? Well, I'm going to let you have it. But, of course, you both took different routes and took the low road to get to the high. Go ahead. Talk about it. You, you know, you, you, could, take, you could take rejection and it could be your suppression or in a positive way, your aggression. In other words, to me, it's my fire. Someone says you can't do it. First of all, I know that they didn't. That's why they're saying that. But I love when they do that because they just made me better. I'm like, thank you. So it's more like that. You know what I mean? It's like I know that the things I said I was going to do like when people said to me, you can't get on the Apollo Theater stage. You're white. They're not going to love you. They won't even let you get up there. Well, there was a lot of truth to what I went through to get on that stage. But I didn't get on there one time. I went in there four times in a couple of years. So, you know, and I didn't just go on the stage. I didn't just get booed off. I had a standing ovation. So it's kind of like, I love when people do that. So that is my fire. So it's a choice when people say things to put you down. But that's what they say is what can actually build you up if you use that. It's kind of like when you watch the movie Rocky and you see how he is against so much odds. You know, when people say things that they're trying to put you down is because they don't have the self-esteem believe in anything that's why they're doing that so but you take that energy and you own it you're like thank you and you get up i'm up early every morning every morning i'm up 6 a.m and i'm in bed by nine make sure i get my sleep 
And that's what it is. Like you have to have that schedule and, and you, and you, it's not working harder. You got to work smarter. I think when people work hard too much, they don't necessarily get better at anything. It's like in martial arts, they will do a thousand kicks, you know, a day or whatever. You know, they come up with these crazy numbers. I'm like, no, I'll do 20 or 50 and I make them better. It's about quality. It's about having that intensity, but using those, the things that people say, the negative as a positive force. It's always a positive force. I mean, says something good about me. I'm like, thank you. And I'm excited that I feel good inside. You see something bad. I'm like, thank you. I feel greater inside. So this is a choice that we all have to make in ourselves when we hear those things. Well said. Very well said. Brandy, what's, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I think John had a nail. That's 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 a hundred hundred percent spot on. Uh, I think it's a choice because the reality is, I mean, this is this is how you have. See, people will, will learn there isn't a real difference between the hero and the villain. <laughs> I mean, realistically, you know, the villain thinks he's a good guy, and the hero thinks he's a good guy because they both have the purpose, right? So you have to make that choice. So. You know, like from my background, yeah, I was bullied, I was spit on, I had was told no, I was rejected. You know, I could have taken all that stuff and turned it into um, negative. I could have just joined the crowd. I could have done that and I could have justified it, right? I mean, what did I have That's to true. lose? I had nothing to lose, you know? You know, but, you know, I, I decided to take the route that gave, it gave me a sense of fulfillment and I think what helped me was doing the fighting because I have so much uh, low self-esteem, I was able to express my emotions differently in fighting because that's one of the biggest things I've learned in fighting is only a conversation. Um, those are some of the best conversations I've had was the people I was throwing punches with, whether it was a sparring match or a fight. And I, you don't necessarily get that in day-to-day conversation because there's certain things that are exchanged that you just, you're not going to get. So that's, those are some components that have helped me make that decision. And I'd also say that once you realize when people reject you, when people tell you, no, it has nothing to do with you. It has every bit to do with them. They don't like themselves. Like what, what, what John said, they don't love themselves. So if they don't love themselves, what makes you think they're going to love you? So you have to make that conscious decision and say, okay, I respect that he's having a bad day. He doesn't like me. He rejected me. He told me, no, it had nothing to do with me. I can move on and keep improving myself. And once, and typically what happens is once you take that energy, you start applying it to the good, that person that tries to push you down, it makes them even more matter. So you have to be satisfied with the fact that you're rising and you're accomplishing and you're doing things that this person didn't think that you could do for this group of people or who, whoever these people are. And at the end of the day, you just have to just start surrounding yourself around people who are like mine or have like minds like you. No different than 
us three on this this uh, podcast. Like we all have the same mindset, right? You know, we're all out to try to help people. We're all martial artists in some form of way. We all know somebody who's trying to make people better. Nobody's trying to push each other down. Nobody's calling each other names. Nobody's trying to do something to try to make themselves feel better about themselves. But at the end of the day, you're sad, right? So I think like what John said, that's 100% correct. It's a conscious effort. So that would be my question to the audience, you know? What side are you going to choose? You're going to be the hero or you're going to be the villain? You know, you got to make a choice because you can't be both. And you can't be... You know, I'm gonna be a good guy today, you know, and then do do good deeds, and then tomorrow I'm gonna do bad deeds, right? You can, but at some point in time, you're gonna have to make that decision because one is only gonna bring you true desire of happiness. Ooh, this you know, great, great, great words, Randy. Yeah. You know, Randy, Randy, you're the future because I'm the I'm the the older generation. I'm 58. You you uh, you are in your 30s, right? Yeah, I'll be 37 this year. Yes. Yeah, you could be my son, but you you are definitely <laughs> the next generation, brother. And it the things you're saying it, it's beautiful. Just keep doing what you're doing. You know, you give me oh, hope. You know, you know, you guys. Well, you you know you you guys lead the way. Um, like, like I said, I've I've been coached enough to. Now I can take that role, and then I can give back to the other or younger generation. Um, I know you guys all know Grandmaster Jesse Bowen. You know he's been a been very influential in my life. Uh, uh, Grandmaster Joe Corley, and I got a lot of a lot of help from these guys, and these guys are giving me things that I I can't get anywhere else. Right, so it's like saying, okay, if it, if you're 95 years old. Right. Let's just say you're 95 years old and you get a Corvette, but you realize I can't really enjoy the Corvette because I got to die pretty soon. Right. But yeah. you make the 30, but you make the 25 year old have to do things the way you did it. So it's going to take you 70 years to get the Corvette and I'm going to make you suffer. Well, I kind of grew up in an environment like that. You know, guys that want you to start how they started. It took them years to get somewhere so now you got to do it the way that I did it but you know as, as you know John as, as you said there's a better and more efficient way of doing things right so with the, with that being said I've got guys who don't want me to wake up and be 65 years old before I got it all figured out these guys want me to win they want me to have the Corvette today as in tomorrow right so that's my job to pave the way for this younger generation. I want them to get the Corvette before I get the Corvette. But at the end of the day, it's just a conscious choice. It's a decision you have to make. Are you either going to be the hero or you're going to be the villain? You cannot be both. I've never seen. I've never huh. seen Superman wake up and <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be a well, bad know, guy just for a couple hours, well, you know. So I, I will. I will say. I will say this about that. You, you guys have laughed when I say this to you, but we have leaders that get a lot of publicity because they are conveniently the villain and conveniently the hero, depending on what they want. It's kind of like they're the bully and the victim. So they they uh, they cry when their things aren't going their way, and then they're 
pushing people around. There's a lot of leaders like that. They kind of mix up the two. But trying to guide people in the direction of hero and saying, look, don't be one or the other. You don't want to be mixing that up. Go this direction. It's a whole lot less painful to try to be a hero than be a villain. And that's what people don't realize. It's the villain idea of like, you know, the villain is the one who takes, right? So those people who feel taken, ignored, isolated, bullied, they spend their life taking. So they'll take by, they want to uh, rob, rape, kill, uh, because that's, they're trying to feed that beast in them, right? And it's a dead end street, ain't going anywhere. There's no power. It, it's a false sense of power. When they go the other way, where they say, let me do the work, let me give to humanity, let me give to myself, let me, let me do the opposite, let me give what I did not receive. Let me give the love I did not receive. Because that's the only way I can heal myself and to be empowered in myself to live in my purpose and do all that I need to do. That's choice. And once you once they start to understand that that direction is so much greater and so much more fulfilling, you know, whether you're poor or you're rich. You know, I'll, I'll tell you this. I was talking to one of my students. He was a man that made a movie, made millions, and went broke. Dead marriage, alcoholic, lives in a room around the corner from my studio, comes in, teaches part-time, couldn't be happier. And I'm not saying that you need to be in poverty to be happy, but real poverty is the absence of self-love. That's real poverty. Poverty has nothing to do with money or Corvettes. It has to do with when you're in an abundance of love, self-love, love for others around you. You have it all? You have it all? Now, if you have the Corvette on top of it, that's just the icing on the cake. It's a little something extra. It's nice. Of course, we want to have our bare needs met. And then some. But the abundance of what everyone is seeking, and I've seen the poorest and the richest, it's that love. It's that love. When somebody, like I'll give you an example, somebody who has billions, and I'm not saying that these people is good and bad of all kinds, but the idea of wanting more and more and more and more is because you don't feel you're enough. You gotta have more and more and more and more. You gotta try to keep up with whatever you try to keep up with. And once you get past that idea and you realize, wait a sec, I'm so I'm so happy where I'm at. I'm abundant. I'm in such gratitude. And you spend your life giving because that's the hero, the one who gives. You got it all. You don't have to long for more, because you got it. Doesn't mean you don't strive for more. But for me, the striving for more was about love. Harmony power is all about giving the love, teaching the love, guiding humanity the way it's it, getting to see the power that's in them. This is epic, baby. Listen, we out of time. We out of time. We out of time. But this was another impactful night. Uh, the impact of educational leadership. We had on tonight John Marion and Randy Boom Boom Blake. Good night. Facebook.